Tonight on Alpha's Back in Podform, Philip J. Reed. Yeah, I wasn't uh, actually deliberately channeling Hitler. James Cheese. His ham is a very prestigious meat as compared to the lowly shrimp. Katya Zenina. I'm, I'm happy I could share this experience with you. Come master. I remember that I ripped all the uh, fabric, you know, the, the, the plush, until it only was plastic skeletons. And me, Byron Hussey. So we confirm that it is, in fact, Brian's goldfish that he pissed on and murdered. Right now! Oh, this is a really lame attempt at humor, and I'm not amused by this. actually laugh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the uh, sweet 15th episode of ALF. It's back in pod form called uh, I Got a New Attitude, uh, starring, once again, the, the, the beautiful Dorothy Halligan. Played by Ann Mira. Please send any questions and comments you may have to at Byrobot on Twitter or leave your comments in the uh, on the SoundCloud feed. I am joined today by a very special guest, Philip Reed. Good morning. Hi, Philip. Thanks for joining. Hi. My uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm also joined by Katya Zenina. Hello. James Chiefs. Hi there. And the master. Gubba Massa. Uh, another, another shitty hello from Gumba. <laughs> another one for the record book. Um, Philip is a very special guest because he has written reviews of every episode of ALF. Noiselesschatter.com slash ALF is the website. Uh, Philip, uh, how did you get into this stuff? How... Oh. That's I, I I wish I knew. Um, I <laughs> I kind of stumbled into it. I I had blogged at at several other sites before, and Noiseless Chatter had just kind of gained a little bit of its own momentum. And I uh, I polled the readers. I, I asked uh, if I were to review a show on an ongoing basis, what would you like it to be? <laughs> and I'd pr- proposed several things. Perfect Strangers, I know, was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Roseanne, someone had suggested, and I thought, okay, these are all great. So just I'll, I'll make a poll and overwhelmingly everyone chose ALF and I'm glad they did because I honestly can't imagine having done <laughs> any other show at this point. My ALF is so ingrained in my mind. Uh, not, not knowledge or, or like trivia about ALF, just uh, hatred. Um, and I really can't imagine it having gone any other way. So it's sort of you've just been torturing Democracy yourself. is failing, people. <laughs> Had you... Yeah, um... Exactly why Trump will be elected. <laughs> just putting that out. He's got similar hair to ALF. Um, this is, had you, uh, had a lot of, have you had a lot of exposure to ALF, uh, prior to the, to starting the reviews? So, yes, feel free to tell me to shut up at any point. Um, but (laughs) I remembered up in conversation. I remembered it. I thought very well from, from when I was a kid, I know I watched it a lot and I just thought, oh, this will be easy. I'm going to watch this and all these memories will come flooding back. Like when I watched the old. Muppets episodes and things like that and I watched 99 episodes in a movie and man very few memories came back so I watched it as a child a lot but I think I watched it very passively not yeah. much of it actually stuck in my mind yeah I feel like I had a similar experience where I I guess I liked it when I was a kid but I had no good reason to like I guess I liked it because it was like a, a funny puppet I do remember right. like 
for some for some reason this is the first episode this week where I had a vivid memory of like actually thinking something was funny and it was like the sounds that Alf started making at the séance. Uh <laughs> I don't know why, but that was Oh, like, that's odd. I thought that was extremely unfunny. Oh, well I mean, I don't I mean as an adult, of course, I agree with you, but uh as a child, uh, you know, kids are stupid, right? Right. Um All right. But yeah, there's really no reason to like Alf. Um, other than, I mean, I thought there actually were a few good, good one-liners, which we can get debate in the in the course of this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I like about your site, Philip, is the uh, the beautiful artwork, and you do these drawings yourself, right? Uh, it, I think that depends. They might not be drawings. I do take p- pictures of the episode. Is that what you're thinking? Well, of? there's a the Alf reviews every Thursday. There's a nice drawing of Willie. Uh, it is a nice drawing of Willie, but I didn't do it. That oh. was uh, someone on, yeah, one of the readers or someone on Facebook. I forget at this point, but they contributed a banner, which uh, was very nice of them. But I accept the compliment. It is nice. It is nice. Very good. It's artwork. very nice. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you joining. I think you'll. You, uh, I've tried to um, avoid reading your reviews so far, at least where it comes to the uh, episodes I haven't um, watched yet, just because I don't want to steal your, uh, your your lines and your jokes. But uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot to contribute, sort of already in the chamber for this. Um, uh, we'll see. It's been a few years since I watched that one. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. But before we get into it, then this is a. I, I hope it's a, not a silly question. Do you mind spoilers? For instance, if we're talking about something, and I have an answer, but it doesn't happen till later in the series, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. I mean, like. N- nobody actually likes Alf, so it doesn't really Good. matter, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, sorry, n- nobody without a, like a serious mental illness. So, Agreed. Sorry. Okay. So, um, this is, we're sure this is the 15th episode, right? Yes. I mean, it was, like, <laughs> it was like the 16th episode in my like weird DVD rip folder, um, which I acquired legally. Uh, but anyway, that, that <laughs> that's still a source of constant confusion and, 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 and difficulty for me. Um, but this is this episode is called uh, I've Got a New Attitude. It first aired on 2nd February 1987. So this is the, the, the Valentine's Day episode of ALF with a, a, lo- a strong sort of love theme throughout um it's named for the song new attitude a single off, a single off of the um beverly hills cop soundtrack by okay. the great patty labelle do, are do you guys like this song um i think patty labelle's fine yeah you don't like this particular song? I've never heard this particular oh, song. Oh, you're missing out. It's really good. Uh, maybe I <laughs> won't do the thing where I play it and you guys can't hear it this time. That's okay. I will do that thing and none of you will hear it. <laughs> but I will. Maybe I'll splice it into the podcast later during the, the post-production process. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, This is a song... It's a, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's very very eighties. Like you, you you turn it on and you're just like you, you're suddenly you're wearing one of those like off the shoulder kind of like 
you know, Madonna crop tops and like suspenders and like six swatches, you know, that kind of song. Hmm. Would you say it gives you a new attitude? No, that's the one thing it fails to do. It doesn't live up to, to the hype, <laughs> false advertising. I have the same attitude out leaving the song as entering it. Is that how you listen to a song? You enter a song and then you leave it? Has anyone ever described That's what it? I've always done, yeah. You just enter the song. It's groove. Just inhabit it for two and a half minutes. Yeah. And then get back to your life. That's sort of like, it sounds like a drug experience. So, um, let's see. How do we usually start these shows? <laughs> do, do I talk about the, like, the music? Tangents. That was a, the first, the first tangent, I guess, was the Patti LaBelle stuff. Um, yeah, she's got big hair in this music video, unless that's a hat. Yeah, she's fierce, James. No doubt, she's fierce. That's what that's you. A hat. That's what you meant to say, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, yes, it's fierce, big hair. Okay. But it's actually a hat. Do you think? I mean, are you developing a new attitude through the course of watching the music video? Well, like you said, my attitude's, uh, you know, pretty much remaining constant, which I, I think is a shame. Yeah, but I said that about myself, so... I mean, like, I, I, don't, um, I don't think everything I say about myself applies to you universally, James. Am I giving you... Am I riding your ass too hard? Is this too much? Too soon in the episode? Uh, no, harder, please. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't think anything that applies to you applies to other people. That's really rude. My my blood is red and thick, like all people. <laughs> They're called breasts, and everybody has them. So right. I've got a new attitude. Is a, a Dorothy centric episode, one of the uh, one of several. Um, at where we kind of left off in the in the sequence of events was that Dorothy, ostensibly going to Hawaii, and then she that her trip got canceled and her. And indefinitely, her departure indefinitely delayed, and then it turned out she was thrown out of her her home. So um, she was sort of welcome to stay indefinitely. But then we sort of jump ahead in this episode where she's actually moving out into a new apartment nearby. So this um, mm -hmm. helps sort of cement her as a recurring character because she's no longer an out of out of town visitor. Mm. Um. So, the cold open we get is actually, um, first of all, we get a, a, a nice full-body elf on the couch. What did you guys think of that, uh, that technology, that puppet? Exquisite. Were you convinced that it was a real creature? I'm still convinced. It's not. Right. He looked like a furry Adonis. For you, Donis, yeah. <laughs> and Elf's on the couch, um, and he's going to send a ham in the mail to, who was it? Uh, Sally, Sally Field. Field. Right. Yeah. So apparently Elf has who a thing. We previously discussed is not Superman's mother. Uh, no. no uh, is it the second time she's mentioned as his crush? Is it? I mean, I, I wouldn't. She was mentioned before. I wouldn't remember that. But if you say so, I mean, I believe you. So, Alf I, actually I has a 
canonical crush on Sally Field, which is revisited in this episode. Um, Philip, you're being an ALF expert. You would re- probably remember how many times um, Sally Field is mentioned throughout the course of the series. Can you? Uh, I definitely would. And if you had asked me, I would have said zero. So I'm not a reliable source. <laughs> You've at all. been wrong. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, if, when when he first mentioned Sally Field, I thought he was talking about Sally Struthers, but um, then I remembered those were two different people. No, that's Superman's mother. Yeah, that is Superman's mother. You're right. <laughs> Sally Struthers. Um, so uh, so Willie and Kate are help are are moving boxes and helping Dorothy uh, get moved out of the house, and they resent that Alf isn't helping. Um, do you guys think that Alf would have been very effective as a, a mover? If I may, those little puppet hands can only lick so much. Yeah. Now, now that you mention this, why would they be mad that Alf isn't helping? He shouldn't be walking boxes out of the house. Yeah. Like that would be the last thing mm-hmm. that anyone should want him to do. So I, 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 I'd hate to jump the gun here, but I, I think we might have discovered a flaw in plot Alf. hole. Plot hole. Yeah. What they could do yeah. is they could form like a bucket brigade, and he could he could usher the boxes to the front door. Yeah. And then that's turn true. right around again. So that's another example of my um, my management skills kind of coming into play. And we'll, we'll revisit that throughout the rest of the podcast. So what do you do that's, for a living? It's amazing a how you can figure like, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a manager at a, a major financial institution. So pretty similar to a bucket brigade. Yeah. I mean, like I could put I, I mean, like I could probably put out a fire if I had to. So, um, have, have you ever had to? No. Oh. No. I mean, actually, I, I did actually went camping this summer and I put out. No, I just went out by itself. Never mind. Does that count as me putting it out? <laughs> yes. Waiting. I waited it out. I didn't continue putting logs into it, mostly because it I is was a strategy. Valid yeah, I was out of logs, so I, so I couldn't. But I did continue throwing like pine cones and things into it for quite some time. Um, so Alf is not helping and he asks if somebody can lick a stamp for him, which was, that's pretty, I actually thought was pretty funny. Um, and the reason he can't lick it himself is because he's, his mouth is covered in chocolate. Um, because he's found a bunch of chocolates at the back of Willie and Kate's closet and it was a surprise valentine box of chocolates for kate now is this how i mean i know this is how like christmas presents worth work do you really need to buy like a box of valentine's chocolates like days in advance and hide it can you just buy it on the day i think you bought it with with the christmas presents (laughs) with a leaf blower really efficient (laughs) what else was there might as well get the valentines out of the way too in advance you know, if he did that, I, I give him uh, an immense amount of credit as a human being. Um, but yeah, I don't see why you would hide. If the Valentine's Day gift is chocolate, like people just kind of expect they'll get chocolate in a heart. That's not a surprise. Yeah. If he got her something really special, I could imagine hiding it. But yeah, that is a little odd. Yeah, and it's like maybe I understand maybe hiding it if you once you already have it. But like, why? Why would it? Why would you need to get it so far in advance that he needs to? I, you ever hide it in the house you know why can't you just get it on the day or or was it valentine's day and he just hadn't gotten around to it yet 
And why hide it in a place I that think... they both go? I think it's just... It's probably not for the Valentine's Day. It's something different altogether. Some you know, of, some kind some of addiction or... Sex yeah, thing. Some yeah, sex. you're right. Some kind of mm. weird, weird kink. Um, <laughs> so, it turns out that he didn't... Alf didn't eat all the chocolates. He just... He, he just licked all of the ones on the lower sleeve. Um, why did he do that? Because he can. He's just a dick. Got it. So, uh, I forget what happens next. <laughs> the tar I think that sequence? was it, yeah. That's it. I think that's the whole episode. Is that the whole sequence before <laughs> the credits? Uh, I think so. Oh, wait, I've got a ALF script open, but they, they just don't have uh, when the credits happen. Uh, oh, yeah, that was it, because he, like, he licked them all, and now nobody can eat them. Because she drops them, no, she drops them on the floor, and then he's like, no, "Great, now nobody can eat them." I like, I don't, I don't, I think that Alf would probably eat something off of the floor. That's ridiculous. Particularly, they're still in the box. I, also, I don't understand why he cannot lick a, uh, a stamp with a chocolate on his tongue. That's that's not a reason for Alf to not do that. Yeah. What is he a barbarian? Yeah, but I mean, I think he just wanted to watch Kate do that. That's... <laughs> oh. Whoa. Whoa. That's right. He did have a thing for Kate for a while. No, wait. That was Lynn. Never mind. Yeah. It was, Kate just thought it was her and all of her narcissism. Nar narcissism. Um, so we get it the... It was all just a misunderstanding? Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think it was really like a deliberate like mind game. Subtle uh, torture. Gumba, what do you think? Okay, that was a mistake. It was a mistake trying to in engage Gumba. <laughs> um, so the credits happen, and then we see uh, Bry walking in with a big oar. <laughs> I thought he looked pretty funny with that, holding that oar. Does it, did anybody else feel that same way as me? Um, no. <laughs> so uh, Alf has a pretty funny line here. You guys are going to agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kate takes the oar from Brian, and Alf asks, "Am I mistaken, or is that a cat stretcher?" <laughs> now, what is a cat stretcher? What is the purpose of it? It's to take a cat to hospital. Oh, interesting take. I thought it was going to be like a uh, something, you know. Oh, like a torture device. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you could read it either way. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Why would they take a cat to a hospital and on Melmac? Maybe if it was like well, a milk cat. Well, it doubles as a fast food restaurant. Oh, good one. You have to like, yeah, you have to keep your sources of food in in good order before you eat them. Yeah, like people. No, take... I just thought that's how they are prepared. You know, you put it on the stretcher yeah. and then you 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 cook it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's like. It'd be you, yeah, because the ore would be um, very easy to like put the cat into a wood-fired oven or some such do they device. insert the ore into like the rectum of the cat? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I'd like to see that. That'd be great. 
I, by the way, Gumba, I'm surprised you didn't chime in about the chocolates. I mean, you come from the land of chocolate, don't you? Um, what? The chocolates, remember? <laughs> we were just talking about chocolates. Oh, yeah, I was eating. Were you eating chocolate? No cupcake. Okay, I would, I would actually prefer if you didn't eat during this uh, podcast. So just, you could just stop. I'm just jealous. Can you, can you put Spit the food... It up. Come on, can you take the food you're eating and put, just put it in the trash for the for the no. duration? No. <laughs> put, put yourself away. in the trash. Um, let's wait. I'm having breakfast now. Breakfast? What time is it? 4 p.m. Ridiculous. So, okay, that's, you got to. I woke up for you. You know, the early bird gets the worm gum, but, you know, if you get up a little earlier, maybe you get yourself a job. Maybe like a spouse. You know, I don't want to like. This is really this podcast is part sort of ongoing intervention for you. So this just takes. We're some okay notes. for you. Yeah, Kate, do you think that Gumba should get up earlier? No. You just don't want to judge, but I know you secretly think he should. <laughs> so they're t- they they return to um, talking about. Uh, this is where Alf is going to send the ham to Sally Field. It's his Valentine to her. And um, Kate says, I don't think... It's either Kate or Willie says, I don't think we should send any more meats to celebrities. <laughs> and then Alf says, anyone, yeah, could send, anyone could send shrimp. And it's like, does yeah. Alf think that shrimp isn't meat? Or did they just not think that shrimp was a kind of meat in the 80s? I think he might be implying that uh, his ham is a is a very prestigious meat, as compared to the lowly shrimp. Well, I mean, I, I th- that's I think that's that's incorrect because. Or maybe um maybe he's implying that nobody can prove that he it was him who sent the shrimp. <laughs> it's it's not it at all. It's hmm. not even close. That's not good. I guess it's just sh- shrimp is seafood, so not. The meat. seafood is not a kind of meat. Why don't no, we just it's like what, its own category. You know what we should do? We should rename seafood to sea meat. Does that sound more? I've always more? said that. <laughs> See, like so? seahorse meat? Philip. Good luck. I, no I don't think I could eat it anymore. Fish to sea kittens. So, Philip, you, <laughs> no. you've made this proposal in your life prior to this point. Constantly. Sea meat. Nobody listens. Well, I, I think we should make it happen. I think this is this is the starting point. And by the way, I I often try to inject a hashtag into these so that like if somebody's listening they can like tweet about it and use the hashtag and it's nobody's ever done <laughs> it before. But this time I think this is the hashtag for this episode is gonna be sea meat. Hashtag sea meat. And I'd like to see Are you some implying uh, someone is listening to this? I'd like to see some tweets from the the, the, the thirty odd listeners, okay? Just tweets. Tweet about it. It's hashtag sea meat at Biro bot. That's my Twitter, right? That's the last one. Don't follow you. Okay. Um, See, I always wondered um, uh, when are you gonna like actually give proper credit to the robot that everything's by? Because, but you know, like it seems unethical. This is a misreading of the name, though. It's like you know, it's it's like just well, it's it's there, plain as day. the, The by in my name doesn't mean it's not authorship it's just a sound what is it a phoneme 
Well, that would not be a phoneme, no. What is a phoneme? A phoneme is uh, a sound as organized by a language's sound system. Oh. We can just say it is a phoneme. Um, well, the but would be a phoneme and the I would be a phoneme. So, and the, well, and it's so a what, diphthong. So what would you... Oh, so it's a... Would you say a diphthong? It's a diphthong, yeah, which means it's uh, two little vowels next to each other. So by is a diphthong, but b is a phoneme. Yeah, which I think I think a diphthong can be a phoneme. Okay. I don't... Yeah, I don't see any reason why that couldn't be. Good. I win. So it's settled. <laughs> the science is settled. Um, so... Let's see. So okay. So grandma comes in, and um, what is she? She says like, "Am I wearing a sign that says kick me?" And then Alf is like, "Yeah, get I, that can be arranged. Get the staple gun." I forget why she said that though. Um, awkward dialogue writing. Yeah, like it. She was just upset because her, she could not spend the night at her new flat. Oh, that's new right. New apartment. Yeah, she was making yet another. It's a little excuse. bit like, um. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I thought it was a, a little bit like uh, Claudette from, uh, you know, The Room, infamous, um, uh, beautiful film. I've actually never seen The Room. Oh, okay. Well, she'll just she'll she'll waltz on into the titular room uh, at any given point in any given scene, and she'll say something like, "If you think I am tired today, just wait until you see me tomorrow." Or um, she'll say something about uh, not wanting to let that that bastard get her house. Or yeah, it's kind of non sequitur stuff. I've heard it's a very fun movie. I I don't know why I've never gotten around to uh, to watching it. You should watch it. It makes Alf look like it Breaking Bad. <laughs> the thing is, is, I find it like kind of difficult lately in this day. I mean, I guess I could just pirate it, right? I mean, nobody would care. Like literally, nobody um, would come after me. We had um, maybe a... you shouldn't say that on air. I will. I will say we it had on a... air. Because I'm brave, Gumba. We've we been over this. We had a digital copy. Mm. Oh, he sent it to me. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I was going to say, we had a digital copy that was, of course, legally obtained. Mm -hmm. But it became corrupted. So every oh, time we yeah. watched it, um, the film would become even more and more special. Huh. It's like that um, picture of Vladimir Putin. People saved over and over again to increase the JPEG artifacts. But Katya yeah. sent yes. me once. Shout out to Katya. It's so it literally became the, um, I mean, doesn't it start out corrupted? Uh, good yes, one. but not digitally corrupted. Seeing, I think you, that was a political commentary from Gumba. Good one, good one, bro. Uh, yeah, very no, corrupt I mean, it's so, just, system you know, of government. Oligarchy. That's what it is. You're right. It's an oligarchy. So um, Dorothy comes in. Alf threatens to assault her with a staple gun. Mm -hmm. uh, the first of many abuses that he 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 foists upon her. Um, turns out that uh, Dorothy's apartment isn't ready. They haven't finished painting it. 
and she has to stay another night with the Tanners. Um, and then she says um, that they have to put the chicken in the yard, which is a euphemism <laughs> for like Alf leaving the room um, so a stranger can come in. I feel like they go to a, a lot of narrative trouble uh, in this Dorothy arc to explain why she's still there. Yeah. Like, it could just be the one reason for the whole... But it's got to be, like, you know, 50 million different reasons across the three episodes that she's been here. Yeah, they could have just... They were in charge of writing the whole thing, so they could have just said, she lives nearby. <laughs> but then I could have been like, why did we never see her before? And my she answer would be... was estranged because of her Jehovah's Witness faith. Oh, maybe, yeah. Wait, what was, was Phil, what was your answer? That there's only been, you know, 14 episodes. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a lot of people we haven't seen. That's all right. Exactly, yeah. Like, pipe down, pal. <laughs> like, I don't think that would be really weird midway through the first season to say, like, and here's another character. She's like, part of our life, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't see my grandmother all the time no i never see mine because they're both dead case in point well, we'll never see them again <laughs> okay so maybe that's why dorothy wasn't in the first 14 episodes she was dead and then she came she was back. dead yeah yeah just like her she's husband. feeling a little better so dorothy it turns out is attracted to men with stupid names uh she introduces us to a new friend named wizard wizard deaver who is madly in love with her, and she's taking advantage of, of that for um, him to help her move and also fix her so, sink. Um, just to double back, I don't want to get too far away from it. What, who, who's the guy with the strange name then? Uh, oh, right. <laughs> so, okay, well, let me just put it this way. I, maybe, maybe this is a regional thing. So Wizard, it, to you, is not a strange name? I know 16 Wizards. 16 Wizards, okay. So I, this is my, I guess I'm just naive. This is me, like I'm just a, a like a dumb rube who, who, who doesn't know about these big city names like Wizard Deaver, or as it turns out, her late husband uh, is named Sparky. Now, uh, and do you guys remember? Do you remember where Sparky came up before? Wasn't Sparky the hamster? It was the hamster, so yeah, the... which is like, in retrospect, it makes it really weird that Willie would have named a hamster after... Dorothy's dead husband. Yeah, it's twisted. It's a very bizarre thing to do, Willie. Um, so I guess he does hate her. I don't know. I mean, but I don't... shows it shows it in like um, ways that she wouldn't know straight away. I think know? I think that there's, there's a strange dynamic for naming when you're naming an animal after a person where people get more offended than they should because it's like. If somebody named, if, if a friend of mine named an, a cat Byron, I would probably be kind of like miffed, but like to them it would mm. be probably like a compliment, right? Yeah, they want to keep you around. Yeah, like if James, if I named, if I'd renamed my cat James, how would you feel? Um, I would have felt that you should have chosen a more interesting name. But I mean, isn't it fun when animals have just people names? Well, yeah, but like it's better if they're like sort of like uh, wryly humorous, like like Oscar, because that's the cat's yeah. current name. Well, you can't that's object right. to his real name. Um, I'm thinking more like, say, a Frank or, or a 
Hank. So like names that you oh, know. The, oh, and, the Ank names. I see. So anything with it that ends yeah, in A and K. That, Got it. That that classic category of name. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it sounds sort of incongruous appearing on a four-legged creature. Is Bank a name? Um, it's the name of a uh, uh, financial institution. You're right. So uh, Gumbo just shared, I guess, a pic a drawing of me that he did. This is me. Yeah. Is it, I can tell by the giant lips. Thanks, buddy. Sweet. I'm holding a Beautiful. I'm holding a hippopotamus doll. Sal. <laughs> what? That's beautiful. Um so Wizard Deaver comes in and um his first line is Hi Fescue. And um Willie is excused in thinking that he's introducing himself as High Fescue, which is also a strange name, but I, I think that is a name High. I don't think it's spelled the same. I as mean, it's Los Angeles. That's that. I, that's a, a non sequitur. So, no, I mean, it's Los Angeles. I mean, are there any weird things in Los Angeles? Right, right. Like, I mean, that's true. There's I a mean, very for large... Us, for us, every weird thing yeah. is in Los Angeles or yeah. New York. Yeah. But uh, in those cities... It's it should be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's not his name. I mean there's a very out. large Armenian community uh in Los Angeles and so maybe it's a traditional Armenian name. Is it um doesn't sound like one. No, it doesn't. Wizard? Well, maybe not. There are a lot of Armenians in uh, the town I live in currently, Watertown, Massachusetts. Um including the great Eliza Dushku. Now that uh -huh. is an Armenian name, Dushku. Her brother ran for um, like treasurer or something, and I think won just based on his being Elijah Dushku's brother. Fun facts. I trust him. Fun facts. Eliza so Dushku. Do we know? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Katya, we can stop talking do... about Eliza Dushku. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> do we know what the uh, what the neighbor dude does for a living? Maybe from the future episodes, Philip? Do we know Mr. what his Ackmonic? job is? No, not Mr. Ackmonic, the the wizard. Wizard. Oh. You know, th there is something this is a spoiler, I guess, for a later episode. He he comes back. Uh spoiler. And um I think we find out what he does then, but I didn't pay any attention to it. Uh <laughs> I do actually <laughs> the only thing I remember about him professionally would be from this episode, which is that he's He's an accomplished uh, jazz clarinetist, if that's the term. Yeah. He's, All right, yeah. He actually... So he can have a weird name. That's fine. Yeah, he yes. was in a, a jazz ensemble called um, Wiz Wizard Deaver and the Wiz Tones. And he played at a... Um, what was the name of that club on Juniper Street? Oh, it was Club Juniper. That's a funny line from the show. Hilarious. <laughs> so... Um, Wizard finds um, a clarinet that turns out to have belonged to Sparky, and um, Dorothy's protective of Sparky's clarinet. This is and this is where it's revealed that Wizard is a, 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 a jazz clarinet player. Um, so I'm I'm sort of trying to unpack the, uh, the symbolism here of the the late husband's clarinet and the new the new skilled clarinetist. Is the clarinet a penis symbolically? I'll open the floor. Mm -hmm. 
It is in the um, uh, American Pie series. Okay, but that's a kind of a literal. Well, now it's symbolic, right there too. Well, there is that well, scene. Well, it's a it's an implement. Well, it's a flute in that, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. How would you even? Okay. I I haven't seen it, but I remember the. It's a famous line, with the flute. Sorry, Philip, you were about to make a, an interesting point, probably. Uh, pr yeah, probably. Um, it's uh, I think there is that scene toward the end of the episode that brings the symbolism a little more, uh, to the foreground when um, Dorothy pulls out the um, her late husband's clarinet again, yeah. and you know, in in a sense, kind of symbolically, it turns it over to to her new suitor. Um, but in a more literal sense, she uh, she strokes the underside for several right. seconds, and it ejaculates. Oh. And I, I really like <laughs> I to me at least. I part. think that that does kind of tie it into um, a penile metaphor. Yeah. It is a it is. is well, it important? I think, yeah, only I mean, penis that's that. Sorry, Katja, go ahead. Sorry, is it important that she puts it on the box with Alf in it first? Well, box. That's another very potent um, metaphor for a sort of a sexual mm -hmm. organ. Yeah, it drips right into the box. But in this case, it's a woman's sexual organ. Where so the so you're saying the clarinet ejaculated into the into the box. Yeah, not directly, but you know you got to be careful about that. Sort of a, is Alf baby? Alf's or a baby. <laughs> oh, because he, he comes out, out of the box. box. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. we are we are really we are literally unpacking this episode. I think uh, the problem with this is that the baby. Okay, so here's the thing. The baby facilitated the, the relationship. Is that really the secret behind all relationships that they're, you know, it's to because you want to make a baby? Or you've already made the baby. But how, how so the baby somehow, it, it's, it's, it seems like a time paradox to me because the baby's encouraging the um, the Congress that will make it. Or is it back, back to the future. Yeah, it is a Back to the Future thing. You're right. <laughs> right, yeah. And we do, this is another spoiler. It's 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 late season four by the time you get to this. Um, but yeah, it does turn out that Alf had traveled through time to get Dorothy and Wizard together because if they didn't, then he'd never be born. Wow. Wow. That yeah. is, I can't wait for that episode. That's going to be really good. Yeah, that's it's a Christmas one. That's some that's some J.J. <laughs> Abrams level shit right there. That's... And also complete bullshit. That's some Zemeckis quality, grade, dank, sticky stuff there. So, moving on. How many other director names does that apply to? Um, so, does that really happen? You guys are sending me too many, too, too much input here. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> uh, so, um, Alf refers to... Uh, no, Wizard refers to the um, clarinet as an axe. Is that not a uh, uh, slang for guitar? primarily that would be the the normal interpretation I would think. is that a joke or is he just it's probably a joke it's it's a like a, a metaphorical extension yeah i actually uh like wizard i think i think uh this guy's a good actor and i thought he was actually a likable character um like he's quirky but not in like a totally over the top way like in sort of a relatable way. Does anybody else feel the same way, or am I am I talking out of my ass here? I actually no, agree. I, I thought he was that. irritating. Okay. Okay. So that's one for in the irritating camp. I thought he was very avuncular too. 
um, just kind of like of or relating to uncles, for those who don't know. Yep. I agree with you, Byron. Okay, so Gumba, you're in the Byron like... camp. You like Wizard. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Um, Philip, how do you feel about Wizard? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen this one. I think I softened up to him later on, but I remember in this one that he seemed a little, like, uh, aggressively flirty, like, to the point that it became uncomfortable. I, I see that the writers would want to make it clear that he is uh, interested in uh, penetrating Kate's mother. Yeah. But I just, I think that they uh, they went a little too deep with that. Pardon, I won't pardon the pun, and it was intended. Um, Katya, do you, did you like Wizard, or did you, are you pass are you pass or or are you passing on wizard mm. it's kind of both I, I feel like he's a, like an okay guy but yeah he doesn't really know where to stop I, feel, I honestly i disagree learn. with you guys i think that he seemed to have gotten the message pretty well by the end of the episode and he was just sort of like there and being helpful but like not really not really asking for too much in return you know what i mean mm-hmm yeah. Like, maybe he was being a little bit forward, but, I mean, that's something, you know, uh, different Different people have different game, you know what I mean? You know, don't hate, the, don't, don't hate the player. Hate the game. So, me and Gumba okay. are, are correct. Everybody else is wrong, and we are moving on. So, um, so Willie turns out to be a big Wizard Deaver fan um, because he's a huge dork. Um, does anybody here actually like jazz clarinet? I can't say I'm a particular fan. Yeah. <laughs> Philip. Yeah, I you... wasn't sure. I, I, I'm not a huge jazz fan, but I, I, I like jazz. I enjoy jazz. And I honestly wasn't sure if that's, like, is that meant to be a subtle joke? Like, I'm sure jazz clarinet exists, but the fact that somebody would like it or somebody would, you know, be known for it, think, is that in itself a joke? I think Woody Allen is a big jazz clarinet player. So I think it's a thing. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Um, I think the clarinet has sort of a, uh, a mellow kind of, uh, mellow brass tone, kind of, um, kind of oaky, fruity, with hints of cough, notes of coffee. Um. Are you sure you're not uh, describing a drink? Yeah, I might be describing a drink. Well, hmm. So, um. That we're not getting a lot of traction out of this cl jazz clarinet uh, chat here, so moving on from there. That's um, there's a, a funny scene when um, Wizard comes in. Um, he he brings uh, flowers, and I think this is the next scene, right? Yeah, because it's when he just gets the. So Wizard brings in flowers, and um, for for Dorothy. And Dorothy says, well, I'm not interested because of my dead husband. And then he's like, oh, well, okay, they're for you. And this is where I thought, like, you know, he's got a, he's got a good sense of humor about it. He's not, like, being an asshole. And then Dorothy mm -hmm. was like, well, I didn't say I didn't want them. And he's like, okay, well, then for, they're for you. And he takes them away from Kate, gives them back to Dorothy. And then, and then Willie says, can we just th split them up? <laughs> <laughs> and move on. I, I, uh, I, guys, I, I laughed out loud. I thought that was funny. Very pragmatic, fiercely pragmatic. Um, n no other uh, takers on this one. 
I thought it was I a mean, good line from Willie. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're both getting on in the years, you know. They don't have that time to just, you know, uh, play around. Are you talking about Alf? I mean, um, Willie and... Uh... No, Wizard and Dorothy. Oh, right, right. Okay, that's I'm, why just, I'm not sure where you get that from, from Willie's line, but that's fine. We can we can just kind of move on from there. That's why um, they write there so direct, you know. Yeah. Okay. So do I, you think that's something Willie does often, like splits and bouquets of uh, flowers? No, I think it was an unusual set of circumstances that led to a very pragmatic and cynical solution from Willie. Hmm. All right. So Alf, for some reason, really wants to kind of play the matchmaker, mm -hmm. play matchmaker for Dorothy and Wizard. And it's never really said why. Yeah. Is he helping her, or does he really want her to get out of the flat fast? Yeah, she she'd be I out of his head. I think the idea is the, the idea is that. If she's busy with Wither, she won't have time to visit uh, Kate and Willie. Yeah. Bingo. Mm. So if she's busy with Wither, she won't have time to Wither Kate and Willie. Is that what you said, Gumba? Yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, is Wither, is that a, um, do you think he's like a pee fetishist? Um, if I that's were, I wouldn't name. like call myself after it broadcasting i mean you don't kink shame you know maybe you can, you uh, having that name having that name made him one you right know, the other around yeah. oh yeah priming they, there's he, there's he heard so many jokes in his childhood yeah right he thought everyone's making fun of me but you know don't knock it till you've tried it yeah so he tried it he loved <laughs> yeah. it is there can you think of uh, another example of this priming phenomenon uh, yeah, if your last name is uh, Butcher, mm -hmm. for instance, and you go through life with everyone already referring to you as a, a butcher, and then like you kill your neighbor, <laughs> which happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. So we should you... probably stop uh, naming people after uh, things that could lead to violence. Yeah. Now... Now that's a little bit unfair. I mean, I know a lot of people uh, that killed their neighbor who are named Butcher. Yeah, but they're probably named like Ice Pick Joe and like like uh, Chainsaw. <laughs> Those Mom. aren't birth names. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Um. So Alf has some anecdotes about the uh, Melmac posted postal system. Uh, what was it like? Um. His because his postage was rejected. Oh, and by the way, to your point, Katya, you're you're absolutely correct. There's no explanation within the episode of why he's so interested in uh, in hooking up uh, Dorothy. I I suspect if we read read between the lines, probably the explanation is that it would get um, get her out of their hair, right? And that would be really easy to plant that somewhere in the episode where we get the explanation, and they just didn't do it. Hmm. Do we think that maybe it was cut out or they just forgot that maybe there should be some explanation or just they're not very good at writing television shows? I think all of the above, but also kind of every episode, Alf is both a dick and a nice guy in like smaller uh, measure, I guess. 
So you, you know, so they the made equilibrium. it here, so maybe you decide for yourself, and it's kind of both. Well, we know he's yeah, a I mean, he's a space genius too, so it, it stands to figure that he would be good at like sort of Machiavellian maneuvering. And as petty as it is, this is his entire world. These people, and this is this Dorothy's an, an, an encumbrance. So, you know, subtle manipulation of circumstances to assist his position probably would be a, a good uh, approach. I guess he could just kill her too, but um. Mm. He's too sweet. He's a nice guy. Uh, his his uh, name's Alf, not Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Shem where. There's Shumway. Shum. Shumway. Yeah. Meaning that uh, he will he will be naturally inclined to Shumways. <laughs> that's All a, right. That's, a, that's the play of the game right there, Shumways. Um. So I think I'm probably going through t a little bit too slowly through this episode. So maybe we could fast forward to oh. um, <laughs> uh, Alf started to implement this plan to um, convince the, uh, Dorothy that he can communicate with the dead and that her late husband Sparky is totally cool with her uh, shacking up with Wizard. So... He um, arranges a seance. A seance. Mm -hmm. um, Traditional Melmachian seance. Yeah. And he seems to be familiar with these through uh, probably television, right? I mean, I remember seeing seances all the time on TV when I was a kid. Um, do you guys have... Is that still a popular plot device? Because you're right, I, I do... That, that imagery with everyone around the table joining hands, the lights are dim, like, uh, I've seen it a thousand times, but I think I've seen it all before about 1991. Do yeah. they still do that on sitcoms or no? I bet they do, well, but if they do, it's sort of like a callback. It's, nobody actually goes to yeah. seances anymore, I don't think. That, um, that movie Ouija came out in, like, 2014 or 13, didn't it? Yeah, but is that a seance? Does that does a Ouija board uh, session it's the, it's count the as same a seance? Thing, isn't it? No, because like I mean, the Ouija board is like a board game, and there's no like there's no medium. The seance you have to have like a medium, and a crystal ball. There's a very famous seance scene in the movie Ghost, with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, sure. As the mm -hmm. medium, and Patrick Swayze as the ghost. Patrick Swayze, who is now a real ghost because he passed away, sadly. Do you think, oh guys, do you guys think that Patrick Swayze is haunting Whoopi Goldberg now? Oh no. I thought she um, always looked like this. <laughs> what? <laughs> she was pretty good in that movie. She was one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah, she's a good actress. So why would he haunt her? Why would There'd he no haunt her? no reason to. Well, just to keep, just because he haunted uh, her character. He rehearsed it in real oh, life. I guess. And now... He's playing it out. So he knows how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like method acting in reverse. <laughs> it's like he he just oh. it, it imprinted on his soul. It's like that that show where um um uh, uh Rob Lowe becomes a real lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but that sounds pretty good. Did he actually that, go to law school? As to, to no no no, a... he just played one on TV. Oh. Rob Lowe, yeah. Rob Lowe's blah blog, Rob Lowe's blah blog. That's good too, right? That's great. 
Thanks. Um, I so, saw like I saw like five minutes of an episode, and it was it was a good five minutes. So. Yeah, Rob Lowe, I don't know what he's been. Is that a current show? I don't know what he's been doing lately. It's current. Yeah. Yep. Mm, it's probably not going to succeed. Sorry. <laughs> um, he was in. Uh, he was in behind the candelabra. That's really good. I never saw that. I heard That's it was pretty recent too. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. I'll have to check it out. I feel like I, the ship has sailed, though. It's like probably, probably, oh, probably never happen the, at this the point. The Liberace ship can always come back. But I mean, this is like I would have to go out of my way. It used to be it was like on HBO for a while, so I could have just tuned in at some point. But now I'd have to go out of my way, so I probably won't. Well, you'll miss out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Alf does the seance, and um, uh, uh, Willie, so he starts channeling Wizard. And Withers talking in sort of a high-pitched voice that sounds suspiciously like Alf. So I think this is a little bit telegraphed <laughs> from the start. But um, Wheelie makes the comment that it sounds like a Teddy Ruxpin. So it sounds like Willie is in on the uh, in on the fix from the start. Do you, do you, do you all know what the uh, Teddy Ruxpin is? No. No. That was the real name of the uh, Mad Gasser of Mattoon. <laughs> came out much later so huh. yeah it's a really tragic reference <laughs> is that true no no he was a little robot bear that talks yeah you know you're right that's true that's the accurate that's the true answer uh teddy ruxman i think i opened the um wikipedia article to talk a little bit about teddy oh here it is teddy ruxman so to the uninitiated teddy ruxman was talking teddy bear that played uh small cassette tapes um, and the cassette tape... I had one of those. So you had a Teddy Ruxpin, even though you just claimed that you had never heard of it. <laughs> well, it's in uh, Switzerland, so he, he got another name. Was it like but, a... Uh, like, uh, like Fritz Ruxpielstein? Something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> I do remember that... Was it Francophone, Italophone, I remember that I ripped all um, all the uh, uh, um, fabric, yeah, you know, the the, the plush and the you, fillings, you tore... until it oh, until it only was uh, a plastic skeleton with the this, cassette This sounds exactly like one of those stories they tell about serial killers. Like <laughs> he started with dismembering his Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> as it sank to. <laughs> Actually, no, no, you can't. I didn't dismember him. I just, you know, played I just, him. I just played just skinned him. him alive. Played him, and I watched That's him beautiful. suffer and struggle on the floor. Um, Teddy Ruxpin. I always <laughs> Pakistani. <laughs> Shush. The cassette recorder still works. Perfect, perfect imitation. Teddy How Ruxpin. Is that different from you taking apart a phone? You know, it's kind of. Well, the men, phone. It's not a living. Have a face. Of... Sometimes By the way, do, this phone and story never made it to air because we talked about it when um, in that podcast oh, I forgot to record. But the story was that uh, my brother and I took a took apart a phone that was intended for our uh, for our home. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful phone. It was a green, olive sort of an olive drab green rotary phone. And would probably have been worth a lot of money now. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, but it was just like sitting in a box, and my mom had intended it was before we moved out of my uh, we lived with uh, my grandmother for a while, and we were gonna you know we were moving, um, and the phone was packed up and it wasn't in use, so we just thought it was like trash you know and we took it apart and we learned a lot I think about like how stuff works, but um, and uh, and that you never yeah. should uh, uh, dismantle a box telephone. Yeah, no, she got really mad. She, my mom was really mad about it. It was, it was a cool, cool phone, and fr frankly, somebody probably could have put it back together, but nobody did. She was probably mad because she didn't want her sons learning about things. She hated when we got knowledge; it was ridiculous. Yeah. So Teddy Ruxpin, um, you put in a tape, and it had two. It was actually pretty cool technology because the tape had two sets of information on it: it had the audio data, and that it had a second set of information that. That, that informed the like the servos and the bear when to move, so it kind of could program these uh, the the bear to talk and move its eyes and stuff. Um, I always privately wondered, not privately, I, I speculated out loud my entire life, what would happen if you put like a heavy metal cassette into Teddy Rockspin if he would like sing along with like the the rock and roll music. Um, but now I have my answer after a little bit of research. He wouldn't because that tape, of course, would not have the secondary set of data that informed the uh, the, the uh, mouth servos. So it would just be huh. functioning as a uh, tape player. That's disappointing. It is Probably disenchanting. Dis yeah. It's actually the precursor to uh, Furby, I think. Very similar. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Also, there was a cartoon... Which Ruxpin. which of the two would you say is more creepy? Uh, Furby. Why? Um, because Teddy Ruxpin's is like a cute teddy bear, and Furby's like a monster, like a monster creature that doesn't yeah, really but, exist. But isn't that what they want you to believe? Who's they? I don't know. Why don't we tear? Why don't we dissect them while they're still alive, Gumba? That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Alf uh, does the seance. Um, did anything... Oh, I'm sorry. If I could interject. Oh, yeah. please. So please. You had just kind of glossed over what my major question was with this episode. The okay. one thing that I really remember being confused about. Uh, but to you, it seemed like it was pretty clear. So, it was Alf's voice on the cassette? Because yes. I thought at some point Dorothy said something like, oh, that is his... Like, she had confirmed in some way, actively or passively, I can't recall, <laughs> but she had confirmed that it was her husband's voice, yeah. which is what confused me, because obviously, like, her husband's voice can't answer questions on a cassette tape. So they, they, they get into it. I mean, they don't say it out loud, but I think what's happening is it's like a confirmation bias, right? It's like, it's almost uh, like hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Like, uh. she wants to believe that it's his voice, so it sounds like him to her, even though she comes in skeptical. I think Alf does enough of these or, um, deep down. Or maybe Alf actually sounds like her dead husband, which By... explains the instant an antipathy towards him. Well, when you when you listen when the tape breaks later on, it slows down and it goes into like Alf's real voice for for a second. Like you can hear it's just Alf. I think that's the reveal that like somehow he altered his voice on Willie's brand new tape recorder, which he regards as the highest of technology. 
but he also claims to have gotten it on sale and it concedes that it's a piece of shit. Um, but I, I, th I think it was Alf imitating. I think it was Alf. I, I wasn't sure if it was actually maybe Alf really had these powers because I couldn't remember. And I remember thinking even if it wasn't Alf, it was still probably Paul Fusco doing the voice of Sparky. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I think I glossed over that entirely. Your, your explanation makes sense. It's just I, uh, I, I was very drunk at the time and uh, don't recall any of that. That probably would help, though, getting through a lot of these these episodes. By the way, bad news, guys. The next episode's a two-parter. Oh? oh? Which one is it? Um, forget. <laughs> I remember the two-parter. Uh, it, it might be the clip show. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Try to remember. They so dared to it. make the clip show the two-parter? <laughs> yep, it's a two-parter, and it's halfway that's through a... season one. It's like, why bother? <laughs> it's just clips from the then, first ten episodes. That's a crime against television. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna Try to remember episode. part one. <laughs> part one and Next two. One. Oh, yeah, uh, it I'll... is, I think. Bumps okay, so it's the clip show. And then also, right. yeah, he loses his memory, and they try to, like, get his memory back by, you know, playing old clips, basically. Uh, verbally for them, but we see them from the first but, 15 yeah. episodes. When, so that's ridiculous enough. But here's one thing that they do is they show clips from like later in the season too. Whoa! So they're trying to <laughs> get his memory back by telling him things that haven't happened yet. Uh, so you'll enjoy that. I think. I mean, I do think that um, the they they probably had already shot most of the season when they uh, when they made that episode. I just don't know why they would put it right in the middle. Yeah, it's really odd. Alright, well that's something to look forward to. Tune in next week, folks. Let's refill our... <laughs> make sure you refill any prescriptions before that one. For any, like... Oh, you know... I, mean, I, I hate to say... that it was planned as a season finale. Uh, that'd be a pretty shitty finale. finale. Pretty shitty finale, if you ask me. Yeah. It would be pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I think clearly they planned something that didn't happen because it was very obviously out of sequence. But the one thing I will say in its defense, uh, and I hate to be positive here, but it's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, because presumably you guys are watching the syndicated versions that have like little scenes and things cut out. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. some, some of those are in the clip show. Oh, so you will good. actually see scenes from episodes that you've already seen. Uh -huh. That is really cool. You've seen the episodes, but haven't seen the scenes. I'm really excited to to get to that component. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and if I were a better podcast person and Alf historian, I would have done a better job making sure we were aware of all the uh, deleted scenes and things like that. But I'm not very good, so that's why we haven't talked about those at all. <laughs> and the wiki. He's not really across it anyway, so, like, you know, what can you do? Yeah, the wiki fucking sucks, man. I was like... It's, it's an awful wiki. I can get rid of... I, I was like, I don't have to take notes anymore. There's a wiki. And then it's like, it just glosses over everything. It's like sh just mm. two paragraphs, and it's it's like several scenes crammed in. It's I, Whoever's writing the Alf wiki, uh, you gotta, gotta, gotta step up your game, pal. Come on. Chop, chop. Um, so... What happens next? So, so the 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 the, the uh, seance. Um, it turns out to be a tape recorder. Everybody flips their shit at Alf. Um, they actually they actually take it pretty well for the level of like sort of psychotic <laughs> ma manipulation he's, he's undergoing. I guess I, I think they knew. I think 
they're just so tired of him. He's like, let him do this thing. Yeah. Oh, and, you think they were just playing you know, along? I thought you were well, going to suggest not that. Dorothy, but probably the Tanners. Yeah. I think the Tanners are just tired of it. Well, I mean, like, like psychics always get away with this. Yeah. But you know, like Sylvia Brown's been exposed as a fraud, you know, a dozen times, but people presumably still watch whatever she's on. Yeah, I mean, Brian probably believed it. Yeah, Bry. He gets multiple. He gets called out as Bry multiple Bry. times in this episode. Multiple Bry mentions. Not much else to do. Dorothy. Than... Dorothy doesn't call him Bry though. Only his family, like his his parents. I forgot about a I funny think. scene when they when they're talking about Alf uses the fishbowl as the um, crystal ball, and. He first of all, who knew they had a fish? Where did they keep it? Um, but Alf put the fish in the toilet temporarily, um, and then and then he's like, nobody used the toilet, and then you hear um, the toilet flush from off off camera. Uh, Brian was apparently uh, <laughs> apparently Brian apparently saw the fish, pissed all over it, and flushed the toilet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he could have he could have voided his bowels. It's possible. You still have to look in before. I mean, I guess you can sort of get away with not looking down at all. I feel like you. I make it a point to not look before. <laughs> there's nothing in there. I feel well, like no, I just I, I like the challenge. It's a it's a spiritually unclean zone, and so you just can't <laughs> look in there at all. Maybe Brian. So do you think it was Brian's fish in the first place? Probably. Because we never see his room. It must have been, yeah. He murdered his own fish. Sad. Sad. I feel like I, I just did like a, a Donald Trump crime. Donald Trump tweet there, just ending my sentence with sad. You did. It was just it was a Trump tweet. But but, I think you were talking about something that's actually sad, whereas um, yeah, that's, that's not really the sense in which <laughs> Donald uses it. Yeah. Do do we happen to know which dead relative the fish was named after? Did the fish have a name? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's only mentioned this one time. Very convenient. Yeah, he he doesn't come back. Yeah, that's uh, that is definitely the end. Was uh was his name mentioned, or did they just say the fish? The, the no, fish. There was no name. Oh. There was no name. Sad. The goldfish. It's sad. <laughs> Disgraceful. Disgrace. <laughs> I think the fish was named Crooked Hillary. Crooked Hillary. <laughs> it's Shillery. Shillery the fish. God. Hillary for prison. Sorry, guys. This is too political. That's a great one. This is too po this, I'm getting too much into my genuine political feelings here now. Right, yeah. It's going to be polarizing. Um, needs to go to prison. Yeah. Elf also makes some weird noises. Remas. Well... While being a psychic. Yeah, that's so he primes himself. And this is the scene I was talking about earlier that I found funny when I was a child. Um, that he just starts making strange noises um, to prepare for the psychic voyage. Um, Which I had a, a distinct thought in my mind when that was coming around that, oh, this is a, a really lame attempt at humor and I'm not amused by this. Yeah. Well, that's. I actually laughed. I laughed. See, there you go. Thank you, <laughs> Katya. See, this is, this is this is where it's at. That was the only time scene. I laughed 
during this episode, though. So I don't know what it says about me and the show. I laughed a couple of times. I did laugh for one line, but I can't remember what line it was. So, sorry about that. I laughed at the willy splitting the flowers. Uh, I think, I think that's it. So I'm running out of time. So let's fast forward to Alf ships himself in a box to Dorothy's new apartment. Um, in fact, I, I have to go in like maybe uh, five minutes, so we're going to have to really step on the uh, gas here. Sorry, guys. Huh. I blew it. <laughs> blew it. Um, maybe, maybe ten minutes. Um, so suddenly we have this de- this plot device where Alf is able to uh, tr- travel via courier. Um, uh-huh. Is this, I wonder uh, if they intended to use that again because it's, you know, there's obviously it's a cheat in many ways narratively, but it does get him <laughs> out of the house, and I'm surprised that it, spoiler, I'm surprised they don't use that in other episodes. I would have thought maybe they did if you didn't spoil it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have. I'm just saying I'm surprised. It it seems like this what did, he didn't really have that great a reason to do it in this episode. Right. Yeah, he just did it because he could in sitcom logic. Uh, yeah. So it's odd that you wouldn't have done it again later. It felt a little cartoony for what what has so far been a very gritty, realistic series, though. So this did take me out of it a little bit. Yeah, it shattered the illusion. <laughs> it shattered my the illusion. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so Alf ships himself to Dorothy in a box. Um. And um. What did you guys think of the uh, the courier? I don't recall him at all. Kind of a hunk, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in, and the box was, like, so big that I was worried he was going to crush his fingers. Yeah. I wasn't worried about his fingers because I could tell he was a professional. Uh-huh. So strong. Yeah, very strong. There's a lot of very strong men in this episode. A lot of heaving, lots of heavy heavy boxes. Mm. Uh, Willie? Willie did, did... Well, he needed help from Kate, I think, in the beginning with a box. Um, so Alf... Uh, basically shifts himself to uh, Dorothy to kind of to apologize and also to reiterate his case that she should uh, she should move on and there's a touching uh, touching moment of empathy and connection when um, he talks about losing his his planet and um, Dorothy sort of agrees that that's on the same scale of tragedy as her losing her her husband Um, (laughs) do you guys agree with that too that's the like same, the lateral move from death of billions of, of creatures to the death of this, <laughs> this one this one guy. I think the destruction well, of Melmac was pretty is a special. positive thing. So you're thinking you're, it's like the, the extermination of the uh, the vermin Melmac. Yeah, I couldn't species. be happier. Yeah, that was the, the, the final solution in space. This is, this is a hot take, Philip, got to say. Hot take. Golly. Um, but no, no, I, I'm. Yeah, I wasn't uh, actually deliberately channeling Hitler. You're um, not condoning general. <laughs> in general, you're not I condoning genocide. Just specific genocide. Case by case basis. Yeah. Like everything. Um, but no, in this specific case, I, I would say that I, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't I the definitely worst like thing. the dead husband we've never met more than I like any Melmachian we've met. I. Uh, what about that cool scene in the diner? Didn't you like those guys? Yeah, it was it was wonderful watching Al 
sexually harass a waitress. Yeah. So uh, wish we could have gotten more of that. Yeah, that was good. Um, so how did this? Uh, so okay, so here, so Alpha's in the box. Oh, and and um, Dorothy keeps threatening to cut him with knives, and then um, Wizard comes in and brings her her knives, which is weird. Um, <laughs> didn't he say like he, like she left him in the car or something? What was he doing in her car? Well, you got to keep your knives close to you. <laughs> he helped remove so some of the boxes maybe were in his car. Oh, in his car. I got it. Yeah, that makes sense. A good one. Got you. Thank you. You saved it. You saved the episode. You're welcome. So, uh, Dorothy invites Wizard to stay, presumably for a sex, sexual encounter that hmm. Alpha will witness. A little bit of wizard. He's wizarding. very good at that. He's good at witnessing. <laughs> yeah. He likes sexual hiding. acts, as we know. Yeah. Like he was under the bed during, um, Willie and Kate's recent sexual escapade. Uh, yeah, it happens a lot with him, and it's, it it gets more and more unnerving. Like the more frequently it happens, the more you realize this is it's habitual. Yeah. That Al, if someone is having <laughs> sex, Alf will be there to witness it. Um, it. It just becomes very bizarre as the series goes on. I, I, I the way I see it is like, um, wouldn't it be sort of like, like it. Like he doesn't have a connection with 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 it because he's a different species, so it'd be sort of like watching like gorillas have sex, right? Like that wouldn't turn anybody on. Or like, if you if you do that fifty times, right? Yeah, if you keep watching gorillas have sex, <laughs> then I think people will start to touch. <laughs> but like, if your dog comes in the room, do you stop? Are you asking me specifically? Or just yes, far and you. I'm. Like, I, I don't. Like in, I don't. In your in your life experience, I would like you to tell me the details of your of your intimate. I don't have a so, dog, but let's. Uh, I'll just say that it doesn't. I'm scene. not. I'm not comfortable w with that scenario. Let's just put it that way. Something has okay. to change. But I know yeah. I'm. I'm. You no, know he trusts you. Sorry. The dog. The I dog don't. I, like, you. I don't have a dog. I just said I don't have it. <laughs> He's judging you nonetheless. That's, Just because you don't see him doesn't mean he the, isn't there. The subject in the sentence is missing. It's absent. The he. There is no he. Everything that follows that word is is meaningless. Um, so this is the end of the episode, right? Uh, um, is there a... Well, we just completed a character arc, which we'll ignore in the next episode, well, I'm sure. Well, it better be. We have, we've been at this for over... One and a half hour. Well, to be fair, I think the first fifteen minutes was me trying to get my new microphone to work, which it didn't. So, whoops, whoops. I guess the end of the whoops. episode is that um, uh, Kay gets a call from her mother, right? Who says that she goes oh, on yeah. a date? Right, yeah. And Alf returns back home in a box. Yeah, and by the way, got some some plot confirmation here uh she makes a joke about um alf being in the garage trying to contact brian's goldfish so we confirm that it is brian in fact brian's goldfish that he pissed on and murdered all right <laughs> so yeah so so this is a, a reconciliation between these two formerly antagonistic characters so now we can assume they'll be best friends from now on right yeah Okay. Yeah, the show becomes that's the how character development 
Yeah. Works. That's great. Yeah. They team up and solve mysteries. That would be, I would watch that show every night. I would prefer that show. Yeah. All right, guys. Maybe well, they, they team, maybe they could team up with Puchinski. <laughs> they should team up with Puchinski. Um, well, guys, uh, I have to go. This is like a really truncated episode. I'm sorry, but I, I, I would like to open the floor to any closing uh, thoughts on this uh, this chapter in the Alf uh, the Alf story. Uh, yes, I have um, a fact check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Eliza Dushku mentioned earlier in the episode, Albanian, oh, not uh, not Armenian. I don't know. I feel like that's wrong. I feel like your source is wrong. Uh, well, Wikipedia, Wikipedia has been wrong on occasion. Yeah. But, I'm going to uh, go with my anecdotal. Probably the Albanian prime minister is not wrong about that. I'm going to go with my half-remembered information over your sort of quasi-verified information. So that's... okay. That's, I'm gonna stick with thinking she's Armenian. Actually, you know what? I've decided I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your version as well. Thanks. And you know who else is Armenian is um was Jack uh, Jack Vorkian. Well, yeah, that's a classic Armenian name. Yeah. Um, Philip, any closing thoughts on this episode? Yes, I, I also have a fact check. Um, Teddy Ruxpin was not the real name of the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. He was actually named after uh, Ted Bundy. <laughs> Whoa. who killed more than 30 people uh, over the course of four yeah, years. Most, mostly women, right? Um, I, I'm actually, actually, I'm not sure of that, uh, but if, if you want to talk about Ted Bundy later, uh, just give me a call. Yeah, let's just have a private chat about that. Let's do that. Yeah, let's yeah. definitely take that offline. Okay, let's do an offline Ted Bundy, Ted chat. Ted talk. It's a Ted talk. Let's do a Ted talk. Yeah, private Ted talk. So, not Mad Gasser of Mattoon, uh, the Ted Ruxpin was named after the prolific killer. Um, I'm right. getting a knock on my door. Um, okay, uh, guys, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Katya, quick. Um, it was a great episode. I'm I'm happy I could share this experience with you. Okay, thank That's you. It. I'm happy too. And Gumba, I'm not gonna give you a last word because you'll go on forever. And, uh, no, I, I, I have a short one. That's that's fine. That's next, next time. True love will always find a way. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Great. Alright, well, thanks, guys. This has been the, you. probably the best. Alright, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Best episode ever. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>